This episode is brought to you by The Wellness Company and more specifically, their Spike Support Formula. This product is a revolutionary, you guys. I was introduced to The Wellness Company Spike Support from my friend Kid Carson and was immediately interested as I myself have been deep diving into the literature of COVID spike proteins, which is the legacy of the COVID virus and the vaccines, and it's linked to all kinds of long haul issues. And people want to know, how the heck do I get this out of my body and protect myself moving forward? Well, the all-natural solution that I have been using is Spike Support. The Spike Support formula is a unique combination of targeted ingredients researched to block and dissolve COVID spike protein in the bloodstream. So whether you got the shot, you're watching the research pour in about the vaccine shedding, or you had a rough go with COVID, spike protein is a serious concern. And while we won't know the true extent of the damage for years, there is something you can do now to protect yourself and keep you and your family well. Hundreds of people, vaccinated or not, have reported better mental clarity, increased energy levels, and many more positive outcomes from the spike support formula. Take spike support daily to combat spike proteins and get back to that pre-COVID feeling. Go to twc.health forward slash unfiltered and use code unfiltered to save 10% at checkout. That's twc.health forward slash unfiltered code unfiltered for 10% off. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind. And I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 168 of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa, and today it is Wednesday, October the 11th. Oh my gosh, 2023, time is flying. Today on the podcast, I have a talented, creative, truth-seeking, and spiritual freedom-fighting poet on the show. I can't wait for y'all to get to know R.K. Gandhi, otherwise known as Ravi, because this man has a phenomenal story. He has radically transformed his life from hitting rock bottom, not thinking he could even go on in this world and having a slow and steady spiritual awakening that has led him to tune into his creative side as an outlet for expression, passion, and alignment. I have never had a poet on the show. So Ravi, you're the first one. And I have to say, I had never met him before in my life. I hadn't even heard of him until he came on the stage at the MYM conference last September and blew my mind. It is, he was, his speech, oh, it was so good. His presence on stage. You know, it's interesting because one thing that almost every single person who has a spiritual awakening does, if they stay conscious and aware and continue to practice the mindfulness and that feeling of awakening, that feeling of being like, oh, is they connect to their creativity. They begin to understand that looping in that analytical and logical mind is not fulfilling. I mean, we do need to use both sides of our brain, of course, but they really lean in to creativity because Again, they aren't fulfilled. 
and they begin to innovate their life and lean into creativity. So writing, painting, art of any kind, really dancing, cooking, baking, drawing, doodling, singing, (laughs) you get it. Okay. And for Rabbi, his words, words in general have always mattered to him. And through his transformation, he wrote the book, Red Pill Rhymes, A Poetic Awakening. It's so good. It's Oh, dedicated to the dedicated. And I, of course, bought a copy and absolutely love just opening it up and reading a poem or two every day. I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. Go get it. I'm putting the link, the Amazon link in the show notes. Go buy it. Press pause right now. Go buy it. It is phenomenal. And in this episode, not only are we going to talk about the book and he's going to share a few of his poems with us that are phenomenal, we're going to deep dive into his work, his transformation, his worldviews, the human condition, the human mind, how quickly people in Canada and around the world conformed and obeyed out of fear. They made fear-based choices, how the definitions of words are being manipulated and weaponized, hello, and how creators are being censored in silence for expression and so much more. I adore this man. I loved this conversation. So let's get into the episode, shall we? Here is RK Gandhi. Ravi, welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. How are you? It's great to see you again, Elisa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love your hat. You're wearing your sovereign hat. We got to give Thank shout outs. So got to give uh, a huge shout out to Julie. Yeah. Julie. You influenced she, uh, me. I bought that uh, hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got, I think now I have four or five hats. It was, so I ordered four of them and then I got another one in a in a gift bag at the mym so it was it was really great yeah no way that's cool i didn't get a hat at the mym gift bag people are commenting on these hats and i'm i I don't know maybe i should start a line i don't know i don't know damn it i should have gone to get my hat we could have been twinning next time next time i that was so (laughs) fun like meeting you there and 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 it was, it was like it was press you had a microphone and I was being interviewed <laughs> I, are you mainstream are you mainstream media who are you working with I'm out well Sarah thought it would be hilarious because she follows this um we we I don't know she always posts some or shares stories about this guy and I can't remember his handle but he always talks into this tiny mic and I sent it to her because she's like when Kit and I were going to host the virtual, I was like, we need a mic like this. She's like, on it. She's like, yes, 100%. And then I was like, shit, now we have to use these little mics. Look how like, look how official we look. Yeah, yeah you were thanks. sweet. So I like was walking around the room and you had just gone on stage and I was like awestruck by your book, which we're going to talk about in a second. And um, you read a bunch of poetry and I was like, oh my God. And I saw you because I was doing the virtual the virtual tour or whatever and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny yeah the whole the whole the whole weekend I was awestruck like uh you know talking to everyone online for the past few years mm-hmm. and, and and connecting that way and it, it just um we talked about this it, it just felt like everybody was a celebrity and mm. and the energy was so high and I was awestruck and you know we were just just regular folk right getting together and hanging out but it felt like such a a buzz like it it, mm-hmm. it really 
uh, such an like a, a gala event for all these people and but everyone's got their own stories and and, and it was wonderful oh in a lot I'm of ways real- though everyone is a celebrity a little bit everyone everyone's a celebrity like everyone has like everyone there was connected to the same vision Yes. And like, that's kind of celebrity status. I mean, we're not like movie stars, but we're like the stars of our vision. Yeah. <laughs> and who wants the to be collective. a movie star anyway? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fuck Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> not it's so overrated. Oh, I, I know what, and I just saw it today and I'm not, and I'm, I don't like it when people lose their jobs, but it just, I think I just saw the entertainment was it entertainment Canada? I don't even watch these shows. They're yeah. like, you know, posting how they're, they're not going to be doing their TV show anymore. And I'm like, and it's, it's oh, so shit. Is it entertainment tonight? Is ET Canada? I think so. Yeah, they're done. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are just not interested in that shit anymore. Nobody cares. And also because there's now the new celebrity, if you want to call them that, you can influencers or whatever, and it's just online. And, yeah. and they just have more more weight, more pull, because long form is taking over. And nobody cares about what suit or dress a celebrity's wearing anymore, or you know, dress malfunctions, or right. You know, it's just it's I don't even know who like who still watches that. That I'm surprised it took this long. Like it just right. Uh, and it, yeah, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, but like, no, I hear you. I don't either. And but it's weird because like then you see everyone influencers and media on social media, you know, hyper focus on certain people like Taylor Swift, and she's dating mm-hmm. that that football player now. I don't even know his name because I yeah. don't care. And yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that guy. And yeah. then people are now watching football just so that in between moments when they might show Taylor Swift on the screen, like it's like this obsession with other people and oh man, I don't well, know. We know. But we know it's just another distraction. But we got yeah. psyop. Like, yes. Distraction. Like what's really happening? Like what country are they bombing right now? But anyway, I just it's like yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not I'm just not interested in that stuff yeah I used to be though huge I used to be huge in the sports mm-hmm. and it's just not, I don't even turn on my tv I it, it's been oh my gosh six months seven months eight months I have a tv here just sitting here like it's yep. just do you watch Netflix it, or anything like do you have do you watch movies or anything at night like I, lo- I love film I have so much film actually I'm kind of uh, obsessed I have so many movies on disc yeah and but i i don't have time but man when they (laughs) make movies the old school movies but i have to tell you like the stuff about celebrities in hollywood is just such it's such a it's so souring it's hard Mm. to i'm trying my best to compartmentalize when i watch some amazing films like even on the flight to alberta i was watching what was i watching taxi driver i was like oh man this is such a dope awesome movie but i have to separate like i don't want to know about anything about these celebrities i just want to see their art form and when you do that it's okay but i don't like all the extracurriculars Mm. i think i I poke fun of that in the book too like it's, Mm. it's it's too much it's too much okay so let's talk about your book 
red pill rhymes. So you got up on MYM stage and you read some of these, and I'm going to ask you to read a few, but I want you to explain the significance behind the title behind the red pill metaphor. Cause I don't know if everyone sort of knows what that might mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised some people don't, but, uh, I, I love the matrix, the matrix, the movie that was, that's top three for me, probably. Mm -hmm. And the significance of that movie, I guess it just, it's timeless and it's so, um, relevant right now and the term red pill has kind of been hijacked like it's 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 there's like two connotations now like one now it's it's like a super conservative like you're oh you're on the red team and and it, that's just not mm. I, the idea of taking the red pill in the movie is that you know the main character neo has this has this point this inflection point where he's got to make a decision and I think all of us are faced with that, which is is so is so interesting. That moment where you can either slide back into sort of anonymity of the illusions in this world and just kind of live life um, like a walking zombie, if you will, and and just not really think about things and play ignorant to to so many of the things that are happening around us, or you know, you take the red pill. Um, so the blue pill would, would have obviously kept you in this sort of world of illusion. But the red pill is the one that's going to awaken you. And and not just to the truths of the world, but uh, the truths about yourself and what mm. you're capable of and what you can accomplish and courage and, um, and your past and conquering your past and your trauma. And, and that's why I felt it was it was so important to to get this cover and title right, I just, I had to, I had a couple of different titles in mind, but this one just seems perfect because obviously um, the the poems all rhyme in this. And uh, I, I, you know, I didn't really like poetry at the beginning of this. I, I thought, what? well, no one, yeah, no one was really, how this hall kind of came about was that, um, I was writing poetry as more of a fuck you. Like, okay, so nobody's reading my short stories, which I had. Okay. Posting mine. And then I start to realize that it was just because of the world we live in, this hyper fast, you know, instant gratification type world. And yes. I understand, I do understand that. Yeah. But at the time, you know, it was kind of a slight to the ego. Like, what? All right, well, here, here's a little poem. And then I started posting more and people kind of enjoyed it and people, you know, actually read it because it's just this bite size idea. And, and then I just thought, well, hell, I could, I could do more of these. That's, I like them because they're fast and yeah. you can just jump to the, to the next one right away. I, I can be done with it. Whereas stories kind of linger. Um, but anyway, that's, that's the title and, and poetical awakening. Red Pill Rhymes, The Poetical Awakening. It is just a play on words because, you know, there is an awakening, but it, poetical is kind of like political because there is political undertones in here. Um, but I don't want that to be the the reason someone buys this book. Poetical is more of this um, uh, sort of this fate and and destiny and, and, and kind of um, lifting yourself up by the bootstraps if you will 
and it's and when it all comes together it, it becomes poetic and we talked about that moment that we had together you know in, in our in our coming up of of, of over the last few years it was just it, it is poetic and how it happens and everybody everybody has that moment and mm -hmm. sometimes it's when you're young and that's pretty amazing if that can happen and sometimes it's not to your deathbed and those are those sad stories that we hear about and we don't want to have that to happen and uh, to right. have those regrets so everyone's going to have this inflection point this awakening and so i that's why i had to write i had to make that the title I had to so, so just to surmise, so the red pill is to wake up to the matrix, quote unquote, in the, mo in the movie, like wake up to the, what's really going on. And the blue pill is to live in this distracted, blissful plug-in world. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that's from the film. And so I took a part of that because it, you know, part of that is in the book and, and it's true what we're living through right now, mm -hmm. but, um, it's also, it's a, it's a, very, it's a personal awakening too. It's not just, it's not, it, it can't just be one thing because if it's just an awakening to what, what realities you see in the world, well, that can be fucking depressing. Yeah. And, and, and it is quite sad from yeah. you know, child trafficking to my God, poverty. And, just a and corporate just, greed and what they're willing to do with the medical system, like profits over patients. Yeah, all of that. It's just it get. I was talking to someone today, and we just were thinking about how many lies were, and it wasn't just the grandiose ones. It yeah. was lies, even from the tiniest thing, even from from your coffee cup, because I, I watched someone say, "How do you think the boiled water doesn't get soaked into the cardboard cup at your Tim Hortons or your Starbucks?" It's laced with plastic, and then you're drinking it. Like, yeah. So, and they don't tell you this. They, yeah. they just, they, they just give it to you, and they, and, and then we just kind of, oh, I guess you can't recycle these cups. Okay, guess not. But then nobody asked why. It's because there's plastic in it, and so. Oh we just shit! Like, they're lying yes. about everything you can imagine, and so. I guess getting back to the point is like, if I just stuck with the idea that, wow, there's some pretty shitty things going on in the world that we're being lied to about, we, it's pretty sad. And you can, you can fall into a deep hole. Yeah. Um, but with this book and the connotation I wanted to make with it is that there's also an awakening within you. And yes, there will be turmoil. There'll be turbulence inside you. But after that, um, it's pretty impressive what you're capable of. Yeah. I like that a lot. And it's, and we're starting to see that in it, the quote unquote awakened community, because sure, you've woken up to the system, especially in COVID, for example, and like the lies for, for that. That's great. But oftentimes people can't see it on any other level. It's just that level because that's where they're at. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. And people need to continue to question. But when what you're talking about is, or correct me if I'm wrong, is more of like a, it's deeper. It's something that's within you where that you are the solution to this. You can see all of the darkness everywhere if you choose to focus on that. But instead, you're waking up your, your own choice, your ability to do something about it.
whatever that That's looks right. like. Yeah. And everybody has their own unique ability and talent and modality. And yeah. you see that MYM, because you have, you know, people in business, people in coaching, you know, in healing. And, and, and even within the healing spectrum, there's, you know, there's sound modalities. There's Yeah. You know, the breathing, the sounds, the like even like, it. yes. Yeah, so many. So I think when we tap into that and, and we, and we realize that, I think it's an incredible thing. And, and that's really the, the real awakening. There's like a, there's two things that are happening. There is this awakening to what's going on in the world, but, but also within yourself. And I wanted that to be sort of the theme in the book, because if I just wanted to Twitter rant for a hundred pages, well, I would just go on Twitter. Yeah. You know, right. Absolutely. And, and there's plenty of space for that. And there's people doing amazing things with that too. Um, but in terms of a life purpose and what am I going to leave? Yeah, sure. Those will leave you some laughs, right? And and maybe mm -hmm. wake people up to what's going on. But I wanted to make a little bit more of an impact. And so the book is, is and I also wanted to help out in terms of the convoy. I couldn't make it, but I, I love the message. I felt proud. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I saw firsthand the lies um, that we were being fed. And I just felt, okay, well, what can I do to kind of help? Well, this is like an ode to the people that uh, are fighting, that did fight, but also a gentle nudging to those that maybe just are like, uh, I don't know, like you know, there's a little precipice of just kind of like, no, no, just keep going. You'll, you'll get there. You know what I mean? Or, because sometimes that awakening is scary and you don't want to go you don't want to step into it you can see it you can kind of feel it but you're you just back down and you and you take the blue pill if you will but yeah really, it's risky it's it, it feels risky it's uncertain yeah yeah you're like yeah you, there's so much risk there's risk with your jobs there's risk with um with, you know with your career with your friends your family yeah being and being canceled like nobody wants that so there is a risk involved um but really ultimately just like you know alex uh weber was saying was like you know you only sleep with your your soul at night right like you know yeah. that's like that's it you're sleeping you're on your own this is it you know i i like that because honestly i was talking about this the other day it's like okay and how many people right now go to bed and fall asleep with no thoughts, have two hours of deep sleep, two hours of REM, wake up eight hours later, restful and ready to conquer the day. Like very few people are even sleeping at night right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, but they think that that's normal and they, and they think that that's okay. Like, I think it's really interesting how, you know, you say, or Alex says you sleep with your soul when your soul is screaming out to you, it's going to come through in a way that's going to likely keep you up at night. It's going to create this battle between the ego and the mind and what you're thinking and your thoughts are going to run. They're going to run in circles trying to silence your real voice, <laughs> who you yeah. really are, until yeah. you have that awakening and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I spoke about that at the at the show and on stage, but you know, mm -hmm. 
for people who didn't, you know, catch that or whatever. I, you know, it the the it can and it can happen in many different ways. For me, it just was it was it was the lack of sleep. I wasn't sleeping well and I didn't understand why. And okay. It, right. And you yeah. So literally, not just sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's like literally I can't sleep. And yeah. And and then it kind of spiraled and, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, do you go to the normal routes? Like, okay, do I just take some meds for this? Or or is there something larger? And most people, of course, um, you know, take just want to take the easy route road for that. And I understand life's busy. You got to put food on the table and you, maybe you don't have time to think about that. Um, but eventually that catches up with you. And so for me, the same thing, I just kind of put it off for years and then, you know, you kind of get better a little bit and you, you, you know, you glide through life a little bit, you kind of have the same patterns and, but it catches up and, and then it just sits you down. In my case, it, it literally beat me down um to the ground to the pulp until I, I just didn't want to get up i didn't want to do anything and um and and you just that is when you eventually wake up i can tell people so, and i don't have yeah sorry so what was what was the moment that that you took the red pill in your personal life did you do you have a one moment or was it a series of moments it was a it was a series it was like a cumulative effect you know i thought maybe okay maybe you know certain like medications let's say that they were offering maybe okay so maybe they were the truth about that is is not so um apparent and 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 maybe just that portion of life is is maybe not as truthful as I would like and so you just kind of okay brush that off but then they're lying about your food and then you're like trying to figure out what food to eat and you know you're you're trying to eat better but you can't find anything to eat that's you know and and then you know uh just that kind of stuff and obviously the larger picture things that we don't have to get into that but like eventually it, it takes a toll on you but there's this calling within you and and I just wasn't listening. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt anxious. I felt panicky. And I, I guess the, the moment would be was when I was just, I, I could not, I wasn't sleeping. It was four days. I had not slept. I was on the floor. Oh, my God. Somebody had just like, somebody, my cousin had just, you know, came over and, and said, no, you got to get up. You got to do this. You got to do this. You know, we're going to get your life together. And, and you, and then you just you talk to people about it and you do your own work. And my, my, my house was chart. I charted my whole life, my whole house. I took time off work was charts of my childhood. What had happened. I was reading so much material. I was talking to so many people, you know, I, I, I kind of brushed, not brushed aside, but set aside the traditional system of medicine and went a functional route. And I just was blown away about how much information that, we weren't being given as a full picture of our own health. And I just Mm. thought, and I was blessed enough to be able to afford it. I mean, I did have to sell a bunch of things to, to pay for, but, but I took that and and then you realize, Oh my goodness, they're just, they're, they're almost as if they just want us to walk through life, like little good worker bees, I guess you could call them, but I love Mm -hmm. these Um, to, (laughs) and just consume things and not really set things right. Just kind of, 
you know, push it down a little bit so it doesn't affect your daily, I guess. And, and I just learned some functional medicine changed my life. That functional medicine, because. Uh, Tell me a little bit I, about that, because it seems to me like you storyboarded your whole life on your walls. I did. I did. And yeah. figured out how you were sort of indoctrinated to think the way you thought. And then you're like, oh, shit, I don't like this. I'm going to ask a question or two and then follow that lead and see what happens. Like, it's it, it's interesting how it kind of like, like, I don't yeah. know. I, oh. I, I, and people can't see my fingers right now, but it's just like this neat. It's not a straight line. We it's think not. that it's a straight line and it's just this like wavy, curvy, disastrous mess and sort of fun too. Like once you start asking the questions and things make sense and you ask more questions and things make sense again, it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing that makes sense is the way, but it definitely means that now there's more option mm -hmm. and there's more, like you're starting to see a bigger picture of the whole thing. And so to continuously be curious about your life and mapping it out, I think that's freaking genius. Oh, you got to map it out. I tell everybody, and, and part of the healing process, uh, I want everybody to know who's if they might be struggling or whatever, the part of the healing process is once you are doing pretty well, you, you got to tell other people how you did it. That's yeah. part of it. And so oh, I yeah. tell everyone, map out, get these huge chart papers. <laughs> I, took, I got some from school. <laughs> markers. Nice. Um, and I, I wrote down childhood stuff. I wrote down um, teenage stuff, patterns. I wrote down goals. I wrote down fears. Mm. It was everything. And then I, I just, I mapped out a plan. I'm like, okay, how am I going to do it? And the plan, like you said, it's not like this. Oh my God. The plan was like, it's like a spider web of like yeah. so many things. And of course you can't do them all. Like, you know, just getting the right supplements alone is like, like, yeah. it's, it's, you're, okay you know, <laughs> you know what exercise routine like yeah. you know there's like what books to read like there's so much but that's that's life that was like I just couldn't believe that this was uh something that was so I call it it was a blessing that that all that happened to me it was the best thing the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to me uh, aside from the book which was really just a a, a manifestation of what happened in just a poetic way you know it wasn't it's not it's not separate it's just it's just part of it you know because one of the spider webs if you could call it that was was to write and so um this is just part of it you know part of me and it's a big part but it's part of it and uh yeah i i encourage everyone to really take control of their health that's why you know the the people that I met at uh, the MYM was just, there was just someone that aligned with me because they had, they had also taken control of their health and understood that there was far more that we've been, that we were being told than just say the food pyramid or, you know, yeah you know, or absolutely. Just, oh my God. <laughs> it, it's crazy because it brought so many like-minded people together. And like, I don't know about you, but I've never been in a room with 500 people that I trusted with my life. Like I could say what I wanted to say and know that I was in a safe space. Even if someone disagreed with me, we could have, I had so many rad conversations with people. Like everyone was just super forthcoming with their struggles, with their wins, with their like mistakes, with all of the things. Like it wasn't this competitive, 
superiority thing. Like every speaker hung out in the room. It wasn't like they did the speech and then they were like, peace out. I'm off to the next best thing. Like they weren't, you know, it was like hanging out with Danielle Laporte was freaking in the, in the lobby of the hotel till midnight. (laughs) Yeah. It was so cool. I, I will not, that was the best, one of the best weekends of my life. I I still am really, I still can't stop thinking about it. And just like you Sam. I mean, when you're walking down the hallways of this beautiful hotel and, you know, Mark Groves goes, hey, Robbie, I'll, I'll make sure to talk, talk to you later, okay? I'm like, uh, you know me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? So funny. Yes. So funny. And then afterwards, he did this thing. I, I always tell this story. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit because Mark probably won't even remember, but it's fine. Because <laughs> I, I was so stressed out the night before about going on stage and everybody was yeah. so wonderful. And, you know, I was getting some grounding before going in and, yeah. you know, all the right beverages. Uh, no, no, <laughs> it was too early. But, Afterwards, I felt such a sigh of a, a, a sigh of relief, but it was joy. And I walked out, and <laughs> Mark, from so far out, he was like basically like, "You, you, you know what I mean?" Like, yeah. Like, hey, man. He goes, "That was awesome." I was like, "Yeah, that was so wicked." It, so- it, you're you you definitely moved most like everyone in the room. Like the energy shifted when as soon as you started reading. I was like. <gasps> I don't know. You, you silenced. Everyone was completely silent. Just listen, like lapping it up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I felt for me personally, in terms of the alignment of, of who I am, uh, I felt like some, some, some funny jokes (laughs) just to start off with the right call. And, and it was great to just, to see some laughter, you know, with all these, these Titans and and everyone. Every everyone's a titan in that. Everyone's in that. a titan, and everyone listening to this right now, I think the tickets go on sale. I'm going to do a little sales pitch for Sarah. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, tickets go on sale like October 16th, and I think when is this episode coming out next week? So I think it's before. So if people are listening to this and like, I want to come to MYM and meet all these rad people, um, do it. I absolutely encourage oh. you. In fact, I'll probably put a link to the tickets in the in the podcast notes here if it's after the 16th. Um, but going back because you were, you were mentioning the awakening of the self Mm. and I want to know, and you kind of shared on this a little bit, but can you share some, a little bit of insight? Like did that awakening, you said one of the branches was writing. Do you Mm. think that in, in your own personal awakening, you create like creativity sort of blossomed out of you was that what inspired you to write this book or was it just what inspired you to start being creative because the the creative element in in people this is sort of my personal opinion but it's not really there's studies based on their study there's science around this Uh is um is creativity is the language of the soul Mm. And it speaks through creative work, through dance, through art, through a poetry, through writing, you know, not necessarily through editing reels on Instagram, but like, or like doing the work of production or producing but it is, they can go hand in hand. That's why so many producers or artists that do commercial work 
just so totally enjoy their work because it's two and one, but right. did your awakening spark that creativeness in you or were you always creative or tell me a little bit about that? I think I've always been creative. Uh, I, I initially wanted to, if we just go back to the university days, I, um, you know, after I got back in, after being kicked out, uh, I, I would, <laughs> uh, long story, stay, I'll save it for the conference. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Yeah, another joke, but, um, yeah, I think I've always been creative and I, I, I initially wanted to get into the, the, the legal field and I just thought, Hey, that's a lot of school. Um, but also it's just, it, it didn't, for me, it didn't spark that creative joy. And so I, I went into education because the the idea that you could create lessons and 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 kind of change things up and and all the time and every day was a new day. It was was kind of cool. In terms of writing though, I've always been a writer. I just had put it aside for a long time, you know, because other things would just bring you more immediate joy. Right. You know? And so yep. the the shift when that all happened, the shift of that is that you you are forced to, in a good way, to go back to your home, which you would call your soul. And and when you go back home, you you know what's there. It's a familiar feeling, right? And for me that was writing. And so mm. you you throw away the PlayStation. What? Um like you didn't. Yeah, like what do I what am I doing? Um and <laughs> you you mean you don't play video games all night long like Nintendo no, 64? No, do you... <laughs> I do I do I used to as a kid, but I used to play. But yeah, it's just like you just like what why am I why am yeah. I staying up till this late to play a video game? Yeah or why am I sleeping in because of that? You know, yep. and, and that's just and that's just one aspect or it could be just as easy as going out at night clubbing and all that stuff. I think it's a super important aspect, though. Like, why just why am I doing this? How is this serving yeah. me? What is right. what is this? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Yeah. And it was huge. That shift when you when you go through this sort of life altering process, like like shit, um, you know, I've lost 30 pounds, 40 pounds. I can't sleep. I'm anxious all the time. Like stiff shit's got to change. Like, yeah. and, um, you know, you, you go back home and you realize, okay, this is what's going on. Let me try, you know, cause you read all the science behind journaling. Well, let me try journaling. And, you know, the journaling eventually evolved to, well, okay. I, I kind of get where I'm going, who I am right now. I'm reading all the right books. I'm doing all the right things and journaling is good, but you know, it's not for me, it's not creative. It, it is journaling yeah. and, feeling but I want to be creative so then I started writing you know stories and then eventually poems and so yes I would I would say it, it did it reignited the creativity that I've always had I guess you could call it that's what I would say I think I I hear a lot of similarities with how the flow worked in you and the same in same with me like I did have a moment in time where I fully did you hear my snap, by the way, or is, is did Zoom cancel it out? I know. Can you? Oh, there it is. There it is. It's weird. Zoom like blocks out all the background noises now. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I it's weird. I know. Um, so where was I? Oh yeah, I had a moment in time where I I totally like woke up. I had a huge wake up call. I was like, holy shit. 
something's got to change right now. And then I kind of went back to sleep a bit because I was like, this is way too scary. And then I slowly, like at the speed of erosion, started to like ask questions. And then it took, I'm going to say five years for me to get it. Like it took a long time, but I was still in it to win it. But I didn't, I was like baby steps doesn't even really do it justice. I was like erosion. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you. Same, same. same. Yeah. And then, and now things kind of go a little bit faster or I can, I I can discern. I've like developed discernment in life and in myself and in my feelings and my instincts and my creativity and Mm -hmm. what I hear. And like, it's, yeah, it's, I I like hearing other creative people, how they've sort of evolved because it is an evolution over time. Sometimes, you know, you hit rock bottom and you get that jolt of holy fuck or that jolt sort of feeling. That's what I got. And then it was just like this slow incremental like incline up, upward motion. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say it. I mean, when I chart out how I went, it was very similar. You know, you, you you hit rock bottom and then you kind of slowly go up, but then you do this sort of backwards. But, you know, you're never as low as you once were. So, yeah, it's, it's like that all the way up. Um, and, you know, we could say we're ascending. I, I guess you could we, you could say that to what we'll we'll find yeah. out. But uh, for now, it's it's. I'm ne- I've never felt happier. I've never felt healthier. And yeah. that's not just um you know hearsay or you know buzzwords. It's just No, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You reality. look happy and healthy too and your energy is vibrant. Like that is a sign of health. Like you have great skin, you have a twinkle in your eye, you're like laugh, you're like cool, you're fun to hang out with. You know, you had a presence on stage. Like those are signs of health. Like there, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a 365 degree spin, right? It's not just like, like, people are like, I need to weigh this weight. And meanwhile, their brain is like, basically a toxic, cancerous, disgusting mess because their mindset is so unhealthy or they're like skinny fat or they have a fatty liver and they don't care. It's fine because my weight is good. And it's just this like illusion. And there's so much dissonance in our minds, like, because we, I don't know. I was having a conversation with someone actually yesterday about the medical system and about cancer and how, they want to believe that if there was a cure for cancer, that everyone would have access to it. And it's not Mm. just for rich people. Mm. And it's not just for, you know, like the rich people that like all of a sudden don't have cancer anymore. And you're like, Oh, weird, you know? And it's not just to keep you kind of sick so that you're taking meds all the time. And it's like this really gross subject, but the brain turns off when we're not able to receive that and it goes against our belief system so deeply that it's just like like this really interesting thing that happens to the brain so i don't know yeah 
Well, and it's so funny because I just posted this on, on Instagram. There's that clip in the matrix where Morpheus um, is showing Neil around. I don't know if you remember it. And he says, you have to remember some people are just not ready to be unplugged. And that's really the crux of it because, and this goes back to all the things we, you know, we talked about earlier, you could, you know, you could talk about fuck Trudeau and, and carry the sign. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But eventually like that stuff runs its course. It doesn't do anything. You know, it just it falls on deaf ears now, you know? And, and, and so we, we have to, we have to go, we have to move beyond that. Like what, how can we ascend uh, beyond that? And this, it's the same in that movie where it's like, you, you know, some people are just not ready to, to be unplugged and that works on both sides. So it it's works on the idea that, you know, some people are naive to all the corruption that's happening in the world in all fields, almost yeah. every field. Um, and even and even even the wellness fields like there's corruption there. We, we know this. It's everywhere. Right. Um, so we have to be very careful. We have to use discernment. But even on our own side, if you want to call it, you know, some people are still not really ready to move on from what really happened in the last few years. And, and so um, it's true. It's true. And they're holding on to that anger and it's, it's starting to spiral downwards. Right. And I feel for them because it's, it's so easy to, to fall down those spirals because we've all been down those spirals and that's why here you and I, for instance. And so I, I feel empathy for them. Um, But that's why these groups that we, that, you know, Sarah and, and kid and, all, and everyone's just creating these groups really so incredible and they're and they allow not just us to ascend but it gives opportunities for others in our community or our side if you want to call it that yeah. to get you know lifted up beyond that so it's it's, it's not really- even our side it's for people who are willing to see beyond it's like yeah. people who are willing to question beyond that the world that that they think they live in and it's yeah. in, it's interesting because like even if even okay so if you're listening right now and you're in the fuck trudeau stage and you've just woken up like you over the summer you're like what the hell that is perfectly good and normal stay in the fuck trudeau stage yeah <laughs> there's going to be a fuck trudeau stage for everyone that's the way it goes and yeah. you're going to start to see like fuck the military industrial complex fuck diet culture fuck f- big food fuck big pharma you're going to start reading things on like um like the opioid crisis what yeah. how much money they made in that what was that one drug i hear about like joe rogan talks about it all the time i forget it's um oh viox viox the viox yeah. scandal and how yeah. everyone in there was whistleblowers. They they knew it was going to kill people. They knew. Yeah. And they still went for it. They knew it was going to kill 50 to 100,000 people. And I think it killed 66 million. No, 66,000 yeah. people, the Vioxx scandal. Yeah. And they had to pay $2 billion. But they yeah. were totally fine to pay out those families $2 billion. Because that that drug made eight billion, so they made six billion dollars in profit or something. Don't it, it's something along those lines? No, I hear you. the The idea is that it's just they did the math ahead of time and they said nah, they, it's still good. It's still good. We're going to go with this because we're going to make a buttload of money. And yes, people are going to die, and that's just a necessary means to be this filthy, disgustingly rich. And people don't like to even consider that to be a thing. 
Yeah. I don't want to consider it to be a thing. I don't like, I, I want my humanity to be nice and to, you know, I think I've also heard something along the lines of, but I don't think this is true. Someone was talking about how humans are the only species that, um, premeditate, um, destroying their own environment. Mm. destroy the environment for which they live and kill each other. So all animals do kill each other for different instinctual reasons, like hierarchies and like moms eat babies and there's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But humans are the only mammal, like the only animal on the planet that actually don't give a shit about the environment that they live in, which I thought was really interesting because we don't like a, like a turtle is not going to destroy its habitat. Neither is a monkey or an ape. They will, they will clean up after themselves. They have their own thing, but human beings will do it. Yeah. That's insane. It's yeah. It's a weird thought to ponder. I I don't know why I said it, but there you go. No, no, I, I hear you. It's like, you're right. We're not, it's not, I hate using the word size. It's a fucking team humanity here. That's mm-hmm. all we're talking about, right? Team yep. So, you know, unfortunately, they they fracture us off so many different ways, so that we they just keep these, they keep us fighting for all the little things, and we we do need to think about uniting and 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 the bigger picture. And but you know, until that happens, until you know, people are ready for that, like. There's, there's really no point in screaming, uh, you know, the odd vent I'm guilty of it too. Of course I'm going to vent and rant and about that. <laughs> like how, how am I not supposed to like, they're just giving me ammo every day. You turn on yeah. whatever socials or news or whatever it is. You see it every day. You step outside, you see shit every day, but, um, you know, yeah, well, that, that boy, that level of voice or that kind of voice is really tapered for me. Yeah. Um, and that papers for me in the writing too like you, i could see it in my writing in terms of evolving we spoke about that like it, it's it's changing it's it's not as um frenetic and um hyper if you will as you know the the beginning of the book is quite frenetic um it's like very, what do you mean by that like a little bit like emotional more intense it's just more yeah it's it's not intense topics but it comes off as intense and and that just represents the anxiety and and um, the internal turmoil that you're feeling. And so it comes out in the writing. So um, for anyone who doesn't have it, the first chapter is called Eagle. And it really is just this layer of uh, so much stuff. Um, and so you, I'm just writing about fluffy things, if you want to call it that. Is it fun to read that first chapter? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's fun. I make it fun, but in terms of the deeper meaning stuff, it, it's it's all just part of the evolution of the entire book. So it's, right. it's like the necessary uh, life that you have to have crash in order <laughs> for you to awaken. Um, sometimes I feel like if you've ever watched, and I love films, so if you ever watch Inception. Love it. Um, when you they said you have to wake up you only get that waking up when you have that crash feeling the fall right? the yeah fall. so it's the same thing that's like one of my favorites too um and that's so that's the thing you, you're you're living this life and the only way you're gonna you're gonna wake up is this crash and that's kind of what happens 
towards the the middle of the book and then you you see a different style of poetry kind of come out and and so um you know i hate to put it back to the book but it's just like you know you can you can open up any page and you're more you know read the poem and i know a lot of poetry lover lovers and readers love to just open up that's, the page that's what i'm doing i'm i didn't yeah. start it at the i didn't even consider starting it at page 1 i just opened it how weird is that well, a lot, no, and a lot. That's of not weird. That. Okay. No, it's not weird. Okay. A lot of that. And they, okay. They, um, and I think that's very cool because, uh, if if they enjoy that and they find the poems relatable to their life, when they open it up, they can relate it to their life, and that's amazing. That just means the poem is really accessible to their life and, and relatable. Um, but I'm a storyteller at heart, and right. so. Uh, I had I had to tell a story within a story, and so these poems are individual stories. Yes, um, but the book itself is a story. So if you read it in a linear way, you're going to understand okay. the, the evolution of me, the evolution of the writer, um, because I wanted to do not only an ode to freedom, but also and waking up, but also to other poets and writers. And so you'll see even poems talking to other poems oh neat so if you read it in that linear way okay i'm gonna do it yeah then you'll see oh that poem is talking about that poem that he wrote whereas if you just open it up randomly wait it says wait what this poem talking like i don't get it like okay so if you read it in a linear way it's kind of interesting it just adds another layer yeah i, I want think- layers I, I like it. I think too, though, there are layers to the reader as well. Like one of the questions I want to ask you is, is how, because you bridge the gap between art and philosophy, if you will, so well, um, your book talks about identity and, and authenticity and conformity. So I wanted to know like how you see your readers reacting to it, but just to preface that it's interesting because you write in a in a super relatable way it's you don't use really difficult language um you use plain language i mean it's not a grade 2 level but it's it's definitely easy to read and it's deep so the reader you could read one poem one day and read it a month from now and you would see a deeper meaning to it you would go deeper into it so it's it's also neat how the, the, I mean, I haven't read the whole thing, but it's definitely sort of a thing that I'm starting to do. I'm almost like making it part of my morning routine now is just to kind of sink in with your words a little bit and just kind of reflect. Um, and I can see it. I can see Elisa 10 years ago, not getting it. Right. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I can see Elisa now getting it and Elisa in five years getting it deeper. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I really wanted to to make layers. Like I wanted to make it s- substantive. I, I didn't want... Cool. Because the poems... I'm a storyteller, as I told you. And so the poems, you know, poems these days, modern day poem poetry is 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 very Instagram snippet. It's yeah. Very sh- and so, and they're, and they're very cute and they're fun. Nothing wrong then, with them. And then you forget about them and yep. move on. And, and then I didn't want that. I wanted somebody to be really proud of holding this book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having it on their coffee table. 
you know, and, and, yeah. and, and showing it off and, and even the, like the spine of it, if it's on your shelf, you know, I wanted yeah. people to be intrigued by that and, and that alone. And then also just the words, like I, I, of course I wanted people to not be confused by anything, but I also wanted to challenge the reader a little bit, you know? And so there's references in there that, you know, readers have told me, He's like, hey, I, I didn't even know what that word meant. I looked it up and then it, the whole poem took a different meaning as soon as I read that word. And very cool. I, I said, yeah, that's what I yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's um, so cool. So so how did you when you were writing, were you thinking about what the reader was going to do? Or was this just like a heart balls thing where you're pouring out from your heart? Uh, I would say there were some combinations of both. Like I, there's some that are heartfelt, but I always wanted to, I always, I always want to, I don't give fulfillment to the reader. I want them to feel joy and, and satisfaction when reading it. And so the, the poems itself, they like, they have layers to them, but they're all, they tend to have endings that make you think. Not all of them, but most of them do. So I wanted them, I wanted them to pique the curiosity enough for them to keep reading because the poems yeah. are longer. I would call them short story poems. Some of them are, you know, poems that are four or five pages long. Yeah. You know, and like way different than poems these days on Instagram that are less than three or four lines. Right. You know, some only one sentence now, you know. So I didn't, I didn't, that's not my style. I have a story to tell. I'm going to tell you the story, but I, I want to make it interesting enough and pull you in so that you want to read more. And so I wanted to entertain too. You know, I wanted to have lessons, but I wanted to entertain. So I'll have references that people would really go, oh yeah, like I remember that. Or, you know, uh, oh, that's a cool rhyme. I like that. I like what they did there or the image that comes to mind. And so um, you'll see lots of different influences there, like whether it's psychology, uh, film, music, uh, you'll see just influence nature, like just so many different things pulling in. And so that no one's, it's not going to, it's not meant for just one specific person or target audience. Like I, I, wa I wanted everybody to be able to kind of have access to it. Yeah. And for the people that are kind of deeper poets or readers, sorry, and well, they would see, oh my God, like what he's talking about, you know, Freud now or, or Erickson, you know, or uh, Rumi, but then you have other references that are just like, what did he just say? Fight club. I love Fight club. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you got up on stage and you were like Eminem or you're like Marshall, Ma you were like saying, you said something about Eminem, I think, or like Marshall, <laughs> I can't remember what you said. Um, yeah, oh, you're yeah. rapping like Eminem rapping. <laughs> yeah, I am not. I am definitely not a rapper and I'm not. I can never do that stuff. That's not me. I'm a poet. But I I somebody mentioned that it was so important for them to hear my voice. And this is why I'm going to start doing more reels with audio. Yes. Because, you know, people that are new to poetry are going to go. Bleh, and it's like, but if you read it like you're a rapper or read it yes. kind of like rap the the cadence of it the flow of it it it's much better it it flows with you much better and you actually feel like bouncing a little bit when totally. you're reading it you're like oh yeah because i really wanted to pay attention to each line and do, okay does this match up and does this line up correctly with the next line do the rhymes yeah like, is it hard to get to that 
And so uh, I took a lot of time making sure that that was, and it's not perfect, but it, it is, there is some really good stuff in there. If, if, if you like. Yes. That. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to read a couple um, of your poems. I, I kind of, I'm almost requesting you, you, I don't know if you've already pre-picked some, cause I asked you to read a few, but, oh, by the I, way, I made Michael get me my sovereign hat. He just brought it in. Oh, so we're going to, I'm going to wear it for, yeah, I'm going to wear it for when you're reading poetry. Um, right. Twinsies. So, <laughs> Twinsies. Yours is gray. Mine's black. I got the black one. Um, it just looks gray. Yeah, it's black. it's black. Is yours black? Yeah, it's just the lighting. It's black. It's oh, black. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see it. I can see. Yeah, yeah, Twinning. Yeah. Twinning for realsies. Um, so you read a longer poem at MYM, and it was so good. Oh, do you remember which one? It was really long. It was not, it was the longer, the longest one you read. It was the right at the beginning. The 90s one. The 90s one? Yeah. That's not, unfortunately, that's not in the book. Oh, shit. It's not. Okay. Well, whatever. Next book. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'll let you, I'll let you read a couple. That, that was one I was so tempted to put in. But in terms of, in terms of just a fit, it just didn't make the cut. It but, didn't, okay. You must I have love, so many poems just not making the cut. Do you like, I, just like, do you, what's, what, when did the, when did the words come to you? Like for me, for example, when I run or walk, when I'm out in nature, I'm like, I'm so creative. There's like this swirl. How do you yeah. like keep it? Do you like do voice notes? Do you like have a pen and paper wherever you go and just like jot shit down or like, how's it work? Yeah. I, te <laughs> I usually text myself. Right. Okay. Um, really quickly. And it's usually just, sometimes it's just a word. Yes. One word. Just one word that somebody says. And now I'm regretting because somebody said it while I was driving the car today and I didn't want to bust right. up. My yeah. I didn't, no. <laughs> and now I'm going to bug them because I want to find out what that word was because it was just interesting. So I love just words yeah. and that will sometimes spur a line in my head at the time. And then I'll write that line down. And that will be probably the basis of a poem that maybe I finish that week or in a few days, or maybe I just leave it and it come back to me, come back to it or use it as, as another line as part of a different poem. But uh, yeah, I love it. I, and, and that's some of my inspirations. Others, sometimes I just like, I'll, I'll be watching a reel and it's about like, I, I told you I love bees. Like, yeah. And, yeah. You know, I'll just, I'll watch bees. I'm like, well, wait a sec. And then they'll be saying things about bees and then I'll read about bees. You know, how do they communicate? And then I'll just like, I'll just Google it. I was like, okay, what are they doing? Wait, I don't understand. Like, why do they, how do they get the hexagon shape and the combs? I don't understand. I love okay. bees too. I, I'm yeah. starting. I love them. I love them. I love yeah. them. And so something like that, like I'll say hexagonal. I'm like, okay, I like that word. That's a cool word, hexagonal. Like, okay, uh, let me put that in, in, in a word, right? That's in, cool. In and I'll just play off it and then come up with something. Yeah. And, okay, wait, I, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Just recently, and I'll do this sometimes on my Instagram. So if you're if you're listening right now, follow me on Instagram, RK Gandhi, um, because sometimes I'll just put up a, a, a one of those like a question, pose a question, or I'll just say, yeah. give me a word, and you know a hundred people or whatever, or 35 or 40 people will just throw me random words. And I love it because they're so they're everywhere from all sorts of places. And I just like come up with poems with those words and I'll tag you 
I'll tag you when I post the poem so you know that the, I use your word in it. So I, I love it. You just did that with for me. I used the word luxury. I was yeah. really thinking about luxury because it's such an interesting word because we think luxury is like one thing. And I think there's, I think luxury doesn't have to be this expensive hotel room model vision. It can be like the softness of your your sweater of your hoodie yeah. yeah you know luxury or yeah the luxury of like what, what i spoke about in the poem right the luxury of of being able to just dig in deep and yes. find out more about yourself like how many people can't even do that and i feel that i feel sorry i feel pain for that that yes you know people don't even have the time or the or the um you know the the, the luxury to do that, the luxury <laughs> to do that but we have luxury you know, and we're fortunate to do that. So that was the poem. That was what, you know, what I wrote about, you know, it but doesn't do, have to be. In your poem though, do you not somewhat, and in all the things that we talked about before we press record and after, do you not have some, are you leaning into the idea that yes, we have luxury, but we've also created that luxury because we didn't have it before. Mm. We didn't, you didn't have it in your dark times. You didn't know what to do. And then something in you gave like you're you awakened inside and and shifted into a space now that you can say you're in alignment with yourself. Yeah, I did in that poem, and you can be interpreted that way because we at the beginning of it, it, it talks about the luxury of being able to do that. But at the very yeah. end, it says cut cut the root off so that the bulbous can can grow right and so that was already there you just have to you, it's already there yes so so good uh, yeah it's there's layers to this stuff and I, I love I love it I just love it so I love interacting with with uh with friends and people on Instagram that way and that in that respect social media I, I do enjoy that and so. Okay. I have one more question before you read, because yeah. you're saying words. Sometimes it's just one word. And that's something that's coming to me. I, I, I'm having a hard time personally, and I'm not a writer so or an educator. So I'm not a teacher and I'm not a writer. And I'm, I'm curious to know your, your take on this. I find it extremely frustrating how um, words are the definitions of words are being changed and manipulated and used against us in many ways, used against people, kids, adults, it doesn't matter. Do you, do you share in that at all? Oh yeah. I take, I take personal. Um, you take words effect. personally. <laughs> yeah. I take it personally. And uh, um, I, when we talk about censorship and changing words or omitting words or, you know, deleting yeah. words that, that hits home for me. Cause that's, Hey, like you're knocking on my door and I'm trying to get some sleep. Like you're, yeah. you're now you're, you're encroaching on, on my, my own ability to just create like, and, and also of course, more importantly, truth. You're, you're there. You're changing uh, the truth. Yeah. In real time. And so that was another reason I felt the book had to come out. It wasn't the reason I wrote it, but I, it was the reason why I had to get it published because I wanted this on hard copy. I wanted people to own it 
and I wanted first and foremost I wanted to own the the, yeah. the, the hobby because the, the words are important language is important yeah. and and yes it can evolve but it you know in in the wrong hands in the wrong gatekeepers it can also deteriorate really fast and, and well look at the word freedom yes yes the word like, freedom the word freedom it is that's the next word i want to talk about on my social media because isn't it fascinating how people are manipulating that word right the word freedom is now right wing alt whatever you want to call it like extremism it's extreme and here we are talking on a podcast in canada where this the freedom for us to chat like this may be at the end of its life like yeah. you won't be able to hear Canadian podcasters just talk about what we just talked about. Yeah. And we didn't really even say anything. <laughs> like, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, fuck your freedom. Like, no, I'm not going to fuck my freedom. Yeah. Right. Like, what oh, What's wrong with you? Like, it's same, yeah, it's the same as now seeing, um, you know, a, a Canadian flag on a car. Let's say it's like now that people view that as, as, you know, extremism. It's the same. I know. Same with American flags. On people think that anyone that holds an American flag is a white supremacist. Yeah, that's what that's turning into. And I'm like, what? I don't know. There's a lot of patriot uh, patriotic people in the United States and patriot. Yeah. When I went down to Kentucky and and Ohio, and, and there's a lot of flags. So you're gonna call all these people? No. Like, so go to like, like California, you won't see any. No, this, yeah, it's so sad what they're doing to words, language, and of course, just freedom in general. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's, tu let's tune the volume a little up. Let's, let's get some high vibe and pick a poem or two. I want you to read some of your faves. Maybe like give, give us a little. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe like why you chose this one and, or not. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know about high vibes. We'll do some uplifting ones towards the end for sure. Okay, but, fine. Um, I actually, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I I chose these because I don't tend to read um, the these ones. I don't know why because I really love I love them, but I don't for some reason they just don't end up being read. But I'm gonna read it anyway. Great. And um, for those of you who don't know, um, I don't uh, read my titles at the beginning. They're at the end. And one of the reasons for that is sometimes the 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 title rhymes with the last word in the poem. Um, and also sometimes the word actually is the sort of, I don't want to call it twist, but the the ending that you deserve, I suppose. So um, I like I like it because you have a bias when you hear the title. Yeah. So and it takes the bias out of it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. No one cares about deep meaning or the big picture. To change perspective, we just download photo filters, phone apps to circle jerk edited bodies and curvatures, mass praise for hot asses, everyone else is a flat earther. More screen time for whom we find, opined as scripture, so gorgeous the lies, even God and the truth are unsure. A tormented society, past fermented, we're overcultured. Echoes of James Blake retrograde and sad overtures. Caged wild animals turn replicants in Blade Runner. Herded into high-rise buildings and neon structures. 
camouflaging real pain, hiding true hurt from others, going through the motions and drowning even further. Documenting emotional stress is the new life preserver. Self-loathing brings in traffic and trends much better. Electric zebras on a reality show filmed by Fincher, following blindly off a cliff for social media splendor. This is called Dazzle. That's good. So I'll, I'll talk it. a little bit about this one. Um, I just love this because um, Fincher, if anybody doesn't know David Fincher, director, really, really good director. And he made Fight Club and Seven and a bunch of them. So it's very dark movies that he's made. So it's just so interesting that I was able to fit him in there. And and mm -hmm. what's really interesting is the, the, the meaning of Dazzle. We know the traditional meaning of Dazzle, which is just like, sparkle and sprinkle yeah yeah but the last line in this says electric zebras on a reality show filmed by fincher following blindly off a cliff for social media splendor so a group of zebras is called dazzle oh yes so i did i didn't know that i just i just wanted to i actually looked it up i was like what do they call a group of zebras dazzle oh shit that's cool that's exactly what this thing's about kind of so yeah so that's just I'm I'm first of all I'm, I'm also so grateful to to be able to, to to share this with you. You've given me a platform to kind of explain this. Yeah, I love podcast. it. That's like, why podcasts are so good and shouldn't be censored. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> My God. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. I just I love I love that poem. And um, we talked about um, you know um, changing words and altering. So I'm going to read another one. <clears throat> feeling inspired here's a poem i took from myself everyone's thieving so why not plagiarize as well creativity or stealing only one surefire way to tell if you sold your soul to the devil was it a hard sell fahrenheit warned us about how art eventually fell burned up pages till the ashes made us identical curiosity waned thought-provoking writing quelled a brain factory of uniformity, opinion self-withheld. Imitation multiplied into duplicating cancer cells, invading and infecting community, no one rebelled. Monocyte ink immunity dried up, we couldn't expel. A plague followed by famine, drought and dry spell. Then a flood that watered down ideas to oceanic hell. Lost children clutching the same floating bookshelves. Our libraries converted into theme parks of the banal, a carnival filled with dead doppelgangers of ourselves. Carousel. Oh, that's good. Yeah, thank that's you. Good. So I just, that was like, I had read Fahrenheit 451 and I just thought, my God, they're, they're literally doing this. They're burning books, they're censoring, you know, they're getting rid of words. And I thought, well, the more we do that, we're just, dumbing down everybody until everybody becomes the same that's right yeah. that's, that's what mark groves screams off the rooftops is that we are literally catering to the lowest vibration which pulls everyone not the lowest vibration he he says it more eloquent than me like the guy he's a friggin um master at explaining everything <laughs> like oh my god he's so good but yeah it's it's interesting how we are making decisions for the people who don't understand or the mentally ill 
or the um, uneducated and everyone has to meet them there instead of pulling them up to meet. Mm -hmm. Like we are all coming down instead of us, um, in the, instead of inviting them up and giving them ways to move up and better themselves and reach their full potential and lift their vibration and have a, a different experience in the world. Everyone is just like an invisibility cloak that's kind of what i've been using lately is like this invisibility cloak that's over everybody and we don't know why how how we got here yeah no <laughs> right I, yeah it, no it, that's he he i even talked to him about how he's like I, the way you explain things is just so perfect yeah um, and so needed his voice is so needed um and yeah so thank you for letting me share yeah. that one I really enjoyed the idea that you're just turning books and literature and words into just a goddamn carnival and, mm -hmm. you know, like a wonderland type thing of just, you know, garbage. And really the the title too, carousel, it's like, well, okay, well, it's all just the same. Staying around. <laughs> Whatever. Up and um, down and around. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I love the line. I have to say, I love the, the, the fact that they're an oceanic hell, watered down ideas and they're lost children. And I love that clutching the same floating bookshelves, that double meaning, right? Floating, but also because it was, they were drowning. It was a floating bookshelf and the, the, the books would be all the same. And so it's just, I love, I love that one too. Sorry. I'm just like, no, good. That's good. Let's do another one. Do another one. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll do, <laughs> um, let's do some more uplifting ones now. Okay. And this one really, because all the high vibes that are that you're feeling and I'm feeling with with the community and Sarah and what she's done and um I just spoke to her yesterday and just said you have no idea like you have just lifted in the trajectory that I've, I'm on now like I just anyway I'll just read this <laughs> yeah I know like let's let's all get this friggin' book on New York Times bestseller is that like a is that a thing can we do that like how do we do I that? don't know the I book know. <laughs> let's yeah, go I Let's go. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> after a long and arduous travel, I finally arrived only to see a welcome mat with the words unknown at my feet. Tired and defeated, I looked up and knew the endless possibilities that lay beyond through a locked door that was set in front of me. I stood there, indecision plagued, contemplating a potential eternity. For it to open, I'd need the will to act and strength to try every key. A kind of creative self-actualization in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the monumental moment in which I realized the calling is the journey. This is called the key to life. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Read the last read the last line again. Uh so a kind of creative self-actualization in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The monumental moment in which I realized the calling is the journey. Oh, yes, yeah. Good. The yeah, calling just, is the journey. Calling is the journey. It's, and it's just good. one of those things where you you think that you are okay. You did it. You've achieved something. But no, no. There's more out there. There's more for you. And there's this create. I love like I you know I I put Maslow in there. That sort of creativity um hierarchy we need you just got to keep going you know and reach to the top if you will um but it's it's and you and you just got to keep plugging away 
you can't just feel defeated and you got to keep trying. I talk about the different keys and you just got to keep trying. But most people, unfortunately, will see something like that as like, oh, this is too much. Or, but you got to push. You got to push through. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, and and then and sitting in front of you, that's scary. It's scary. And the the illusion of time and how time passes and how we are taught that time is linear. And so we just default into this idea that right now is the present and the future hasn't happened in the past. So we all, oftentimes, this is in the, the book, I can't remember who wrote it, but 10x is the new, or uh, 10x is easier than 2x. Mm. Um, have you heard of it? It's it's a really good book. Um, I haven't, uh, I've only read snippets of it. I haven't deep dived yet, but they really talk about how time, a reframe, I'm going to butcher this, um, is like, we believe that we in this present moment are um, a version of us because of the past, like the past shapes us. Mm. However, the reframe is that this moment shapes the past. So how we feel about, so we're, we don't need to pull the past into this moment. This moment can decide the past. So you, mm. does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how they get through the uncertainty of the future. It, it goes into like a lot more psychological depth that is not my expertise, but it's, that just reminded me of that a little bit um, oh, so because cool. of how we move through life. And this moment is what's deciding the past. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh my God. This like, Yeah, just changing it up a bit. Just changing it up. It's a great reframe. I mean, I wish I knew the exact quote that he said, because when he said it, I listened to a, a podcast and I was like, oh my God, my life has changed. And then I forgot it right away. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you write that. Write. write that down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do another one. Do another one. Do another yeah, one. Can you, can you do fitting. one more? I'll do one more. This is fitting for what we were just talking about. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And I, again, I love this because I don't get a chance to read this one very often. So here we go. Cool. Um, Painting in darkness and shadows got you hurt and confused. Splash from a journey of chaotic element and color values. A minor setback, unbeaten paths are what you still choose in order to find the yellow road of starry cosmic molecules. So it's up, up through a violent, violet vernacular vacuum, a vortex of hunter green, higher speeds and higher altitudes filled with pollock coated drips and subtle gray Monet hues, a splattered mm -hmm. squall off the coast mixed in with purple blues. It spits you towards a golden landscape, home in God's womb. There's meaning past the crimson sun you fly right through. A geranium maverick orange infuses you as your own muse, set ablaze, a glazed blend of urban and spiritual Kathmandu. Not dying or dead, but an animal licking blood red wounds. You look down then within and feel grounded in hard truths. Click, click. Mm. You're still in Kansas. The storm was inside you. Answers never too far away. You were wearing the clues. Ruby shoes. Mm, so good. I like Thank how the you. last few lines, the last line of every poem really ties it really freaking deep together and you get it. Thanks. Everyone that you just read. Love that. Okay. So 
everyone go get red pill rhymes by rk gandhi looks like this for people that are watching this <laughs> this is mainly just an audio podcast but it will be on youtube soon so um we'll see we'll see i mean if podcasts get censored then <laughs> who knows rumble <laughs> on rumble i don't know i think rumble is getting in trouble too oh no i don't know i don't know i just get all of my rumble information from um what is his name russell brand yes <laughs> yes i know yeah yeah we can't talk about we'll get we'll get canceled um thank you so much for coming and reading and sharing your story and i just i think you are so cool and i love what you've done I love your brain and how it works and your story. And I think it's super inspiring. Um, Where can everyone find you? Tell me, where can everyone find you? Where can they find your book? What's the best thing? I'll link everything as well in the show notes. Okay. Uh, So first thing, um, I'm on social. My main social is Instagram. So RK Gandhi. Uh, You can find me there. And uh, I always tell everyone it's, it's a very interesting grid that's set up so you can see my work uh, mm-hmm. I post I, I don't I post almost three four poems a week um, so please enjoy uh, my website is redpillrhymes.com and you can read more about the book and about me on the website uh, in terms of purchasing the book it's on Amazon so any Amazon in your country uh, you can you can hop on there and, and grab one and uh yeah so that's the i'm on other socials twitter and um facebook and i post not as frequent as instagram but i'm still there uh, under the same name rk gandhi okay, you'll find it. Cool. Yeah. yeah so i uh, look forward to connecting with with you more <laughs> now I'm, I'm not sure if you actually know this about me fun fact um i i have two businesses and my the one everyone knows me for is coaching um and the podcast and just talking about you know, general health, mental health, mental wellness. Mm. However, my mm. bread and butter and my first business, which is my main source of income is, um, yeah, there's another thing is, um, social media. So I'm a social media manager oh, and wow. I have a company and I work with small businesses specifically is my niche of, and it started off with like companies that didn't that, like were transitioning online. This was like six, seven years ago when Instagram wasn't really like it is today. And people were like, how do I do this? And I just started a business teaching people. Anyways, I want to recommend one thing. I do love the voiceovers. You got to do more of that because people are going to start making reels with your audio. And it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like I'm going to make a reel with one of your audios. Like people want to, yeah, they want to use people's audios. And that is a thing. It's a way for you to potentially go like super viral. Thank like, you. Like think about DJs. DJs do it all the time. Why wouldn't you do it? You have a great, have. you have a great, like you have your script right here. It's not like you're reinventing the wheel. It's true. And actually the biggest compliment I got was, was when um, someone who had purchased the book uh, said that their partner who was reading the book didn't really get the book and tone until they heard my voice on a reel. Yes. And at the book and said, Oh yes. Okay. So I am definitely uh, going to be doing more reels. I look forward to it now. Um, it's just one of those breaking through points for me. Totally. Uh, you had to build I, capacity for all things. And that's just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't, but I am very excited to start doing reels at least once a week and then we'll move forward from there. Yeah. Um, thank you for for saying that. <laughs> thank You're you. very welcome. Okay. I got to do it. Well. You got to do it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do next and I'll see you on the gram. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give the show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfilteredcoaching.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>